This is Vulnerability Matters from the Money Advice Trust. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Vulnerability Matters from the Money Advice Trust. I'm Chris Fitch. As you already know, this is our third season. And in this season, we are focusing on people. We'll be listening to people with lived experience of vulnerability who will share their stories and lives with us. But as with today's conversation, we'll also be talking with people in jobs and organisations that are aiming to better address, prevent and understand vulnerability and getting their insider tips for better customer experience and outcomes. So today I'm speaking with Steve Donovan, who will be talking with us about a tool that everyone working with customers will use each and every single day but which most of us probably don't give enough attention, care, or love to. And that's our voice. Steve is a well-known figure for many people, but not only because he's a vulnerability leader over energy, where he oversees their work on customer vulnerability, but also because he has a voice, so many people say, that is so smooth, emotionally expressive, and well-preserved, that even Morgan Freeman and Stephen Toast of London have asked him for voiceover direction. So from his home in the lush green hills of Wales, I asked Steve to unpack the OVO training team's vocal box of trickery to explain just what is our tone of voice, why this is particularly important when working with people in vulnerable situations, and what we can do to better use and care for it. Steve, how are you? Where in the world are you? And what are you up to today? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, so I'm I'm down in in South Wales in Newport. I always feel the need to say Newport, South Wales, um, <laughs> because whenever you put it into a train thing, it, it kind of always says, "Are you in Newport, Essex, or Southampton area?" Or there's there's a few different ones dotted around. But Newport, South Wales is home for me, um, where I'm fortunate to be working from today. Um, we've 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 done well today. We've picked a slot, haven't we, Chris, to try and get a quieter household, avoid <laughs> minions. Although we do have Mr. Nibbles joining us uh, as my my office just, companion for the just day. Just to point out, Mr. Nibbles is not um, some you've kidnapped. That's actually Mr. Manson nibbles your rabbit, um, just to make that clear at the outset. Well, we're really, really pleased that you're that you're with us. Um, now, we're often told that we need to listen more and speak less. Well, I am often told that. Uh, why then are you so interested in people's voices and tone of voice? It's such a powerful tool. We, we, we spend such a huge amount of time focusing on how is it that we can build empathy and just have real conversations with people. And like you said, we, we, we talk all the time about the importance of listening, but our voices are really powerful tools. And I think this is the cool thing, isn't it? We're doing this on a podcast, which just emphasizes the point of what we're discussing today. Naturally, as I'm speaking now and people hopefully are listening, um, they'll start to build a picture of what I might look like, um, about things that maybe I'm doing. You can see me visually on camera now, people can't. So am I an animated person? Am I someone that's looking half asleep in a chair? You start to build this picture. So our, our voices are very telling mm-hmm. um, about us as a person, but also about our state of mind, how we're feeling. Are we feeling lethargic, energetic? All things that actually, if used in the right way, can lead to what's much more p- positive customer experiences. And that's really important in your role as um, sort of vulnerability lead, because you, you oversee a, a large number of staff at OVO for whom their voice is their talk. Can you tell us about, a little bit about that? Yeah, so my main role at OVO is to look after our vulnerability strategy, the things that we put in place that hopefully make energy work for all of our customers. That's what we're fundamentally here to do. Um, and, and you think about typically uh, typical interactions that 
people might have with energy firms. You don't wake up, no one woke up this morning and said, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to add it to my do list. I'm going to have a chat with my energy company today. Typically interactions that we have are around a need or something that has gone wrong that uh, we need to kind of help a customer and support them with. So there's, a, there's an ask for help, isn't there? So again, it's about how do we kind of put people at ease and, and open up those engaging conversations and our voices are something that we can allow ourselves to do that. So Steve, uh, this emphasis on a uh, tone of voice, voice is your tool, um, is part of a model that you have at OVO that you um, share with colleagues. Um, can you just tell us about the, the there's five elements to that model. What, what, what are they? So the five elements that we focus on are pitch, pace, volume, energy, and then articulation. So we try to bring those things all together because there's different elements to it. But obviously, if you focus on just one of those things, it's not as effective as how we bring those co- things collectively together. And there's 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 in- interlaps and overlaps with some of those things as well, which we can kind of dive into in a little bit. So Steve, pitch. Uh, what what does pitch mean? So pitch is, in, in short terms, how we portray our mood, I guess, a little bit into the words that we use. The same way that kind of um, it's, it's how your emotions, how you show whether you're excited, you're angry, you're upset, you're scared, all different emotions that we quite often see within our day-to-day lives, but also within call center environments as well when we're speaking to our customers. Not just our own, but again, in reflection, we might get a bit of a sense from a customer from their pitch, actually, how they're feeling today, what, what sense... What state of mind are they in and how can we help them in that space? And, and naturally, people don't always speak on just one level for an entire conversation. I'm, I'm doing it now as we're talking through this conversation. <laughs> My pitch will come up and down. Um, and we do little things as well with things called inflections, mm-hmm. where we can actually use the pitch then to actually make it clear on what's a question, not what's a question. And it's important that we understand the importance of how to use that effectively, though, because sometimes we can accidentally use inflections. And what I mean by that is that I could say a statement to you. So, Chris, today I'm going to go out shopping. <laughs> and immediately that goes from being a statement to a question of, well, am I going out mm-hmm. shopping today? So, again, if we're talking about giving information to customers and giving them confidence in what we're saying to them, an accidental inflection could actually plant a seed of doubt around, well, is Steve confident that he's giving me the right information today? <laughs> or mm-hmm. is he actually self-doubting these things? So, it's again, it's, it's really, really effective if we can understand how to use these tools and use them in the right way. Why is this important um, in terms of vulnerable customers? Again, it comes back to that, that piece around confidence and, and what someone's coming to offer us in the first place. It's that clarity and understanding and making it clear when we're asking and we're expecting feedback um, from something that we said to a customer, right through to kind of clarity of information and making sure that we give that confidence in what's what's expected next. So it's, it's the same really as, as what's, how it's effective for all customers i think it's just got an extra level of importance when we focus specifically around vulnerable customers well very nicely let's roll into pace what is pace and how does it come into our equation so i love pace and i'm often told off for pace as well um (laughs) i mean you've probably experienced this in the past is when i start to talk about things like experience of vulnerable customers and what we can do differently and how we can make a, a meaningful difference to some customers I become excited. My pace, my as my pitch probably changes. My pace, I start to become quicker. And actually, there's there's ways that we can use that effectively because in the reverse, then we can slow things down. How do we control the conversation? Make sure that the information that we're given is understood. Allow pauses for information to be digested. We use so much lingo in the energy industry. So many different complex things that we're trying to explain. And if you're anything like me, as a visual learner. Um, if someone's been explained to me over the phone, 
I have to have that time and given that kind of that breathing space to digest the information. So actually, if pace is misused and we try to just go, here's everything that I need to tell you about this right now. We're not thinking about actually, am I saying this just to get it said? Mm. Or am I saying this in a way that helps the customer and the consumer to understand it? And that's what we're aiming for is that second piece, really. We also need to make sure that we're not making people feel that they're being rushed. We, we, we know call center environments can be very, very busy, but it's more important that those customers feel that we're being empathic, we're listening to them, and we're taking the care and the attention to make sure that they get what they need from us on every interaction. And pace can be such an effective way of doing that, just slowing things down and giving that room to digest what we're saying. That's fantastic. And you often notice that pace element, Barack Obama, for example, was an excellent exponent of pace and making you realize that what you're being told is important and um, by slowing it right down but as you're saying there's gonna be times where actually you want to inject a little bit of pace into the conversation but this is this is this is still about being yourself it's not about doing received pronunciation or i was gonna say the queen's english the king's english this is about actually being yourself and it's uh conveying the right information the right way but also listening to the pace pace of the customer as well so can can you slow them down by you also slowing down does that work as a technique absolutely i mean reflection is a big part of body language and we talk about that quite a lot so chris if we're having this conversation face to face sat with opposite each other in chairs if you uh, if you're sat upright and you've maybe got your arms folded talking to me i might feel inclined to do this actually and reflect that back to you we can do this with the things that we're talking about today with our voices as well with pitch with tone with pace all these different things we can actually reflect back to the customer help them feel more comfortable in the conversation as well which is such an effective tool because if we're talking about trying to get to a problem solving part of a conversation with someone helping them to feel comfortable so that they can disclose information to us is such a powerful tool for us to be able to do so there's this this whole piece around reflection and, and the importance of it i mean my, my head immediately goes to if you've ever seen any of the videos around kind of social experiments um there's one around a, a lift where okay. you, if you kind of walk into a lift and they, they do this social experiment where they bring like eight people into a lift, all actors, and then one just um, average Joe that kind of walks in. And typically when you go into a lift, you'll walk in, turn around, press the button, and you'll all face the door. But as the social experiment goes, they try to see if they can get the person to reflect their behavior <laughs> and the power of influence. So they all press the button and turn around and face the opposite wall with no door. And this bystander comes in, <laughs> oblivious to the fact. And by the time that they get to her floor, she has, in fact, turned around to wow. follow and reflect. And why has she done that? Because it makes her feel comfortable. Amazing. There's five elements in, in, in the model. We've done pitch and pace. Let's take volume and energy together. Is, isn't volume the same as pitch and energy the same as pace? I mean, they, they are a little bit different. It's, it's, and it's back to what we've talked about already. It's not something that you subconsciously go, right, okay, I'm going to change my volume now. I'm going to change my pitch now. These things intertwine massively. The volume is how loud we will speak. So you could keep your pitch and your tone exactly the same. But say if I'm having a conversation with someone, um, typically you might be able to say uh, a conversation with someone who's hard of hearing or, Actually, just as simple as I'm in a busy environment and there's lots of background noise. I might want to keep my pitch the same to show and make it clear that my emotions remain the same, but the importance of taking the volume up so that the message is understood. I've got another example that you might like, Chris, which is uh, when I was thinking about how I try and explain the difference in these two things, my head immediately last night went to Police Academy and Toots uh, from Peace Academy. Very quiet, very reserved. 
And then you've got kind of like, what's his name? Huckleberry at the other end of the spectrum, haven't you? That's very loud and very boisterous, but th that doesn't change. So you understand that there's difference in volumes, but that's not a reflection of their emotion. That's their constants, isn't it? Mm. So I think that's where volume and energy comes into this, really, that actually there's an importance of having these things. And we all have our own natural levels of it as well, our baselines. I think it's just a case that we, we ref use volume to reflect. And we can do that kind of reflection piece and that mirroring to match the situation. So it's understanding things, like I said, external factors, but also a reflection of the situation. A bereavement conversation, for example, mm. we might choose to bring that, not just that pace and that tone down, but also take the volume down as well. Yeah. Um, and just kind of soften the conversation a little bit as well. Whereas I think if your head goes to kind of, I don't know, maybe something um, a bit more exciting, we might be trying to talk to customers about the importance of smart meterings and the benefits we might take the energy up we might take the volume up and actually talk about and reflect that this is a, a good thing so there's times to take these things up and there's also times to take them down to mirror the situation of the conversation subject absolutely i've done some work with our hostage negotiators and also teachers which i think are probably uh, the same category of professional um and they often say that um bringing your voice down as well um can uh bring down the emotional heat of a conversation with a customer who might have raised their voice because they're having to listen to what you're saying uh, in order to kind of tune in. Let's take the um, uh, the fifth element in a moment, but in terms of vulnerability, you mentioned kind of bereavement there. I've touched on um, customers who might be um, uh, slightly uh, emotionally heated. How does volume and energy relate to uh, vulnerability? Any other additional insights there? Again, it's just about how do we use it effectively to make someone feel comfortable? It can be used in a whole host of different situations um, and doesn't need to necessarily be linked to a vulnerability or a support need. Um, it's just about how do we use it effectively to help customers feel comfortable in disclosing information in those conversations. Fantastic. Now, I believe the fifth element, uh, which is artic articulation. I couldn't even say it. That's ironic, is it? I believe this doesn't have anything to do with lorries. Or those frozen ice cream Swiss rolls your nan used to give you for your tea. Um, what, what what is articulation? So this is the language that we use to get the messages across, the information that we're giving, and and the words that we do this because we can always say uh, give the example you can you can give the same message but you can use different words to to kind of get that message across, and it's the language that we use and how we kind of put that. And sometimes we use negative language as a comfort blanket for ourselves. Um, so my, my first job was as a, as a collections advisor trying to help people to pay for their energy. And one of the things that we would try and do was ask if they could pay today. And sometimes we go into these statements of you can't make a payment today, can you? Um, and I'm still asking the question around whether you can make a payment today, but I've immediately put a negative spin on that conversation. There's different things that we can do and how can we introduce more positive language in, not just around payments, but actually around actually getting help as well. And, and given that, comfort back to customers that we're going to do the things that we're saying we're doing as well. So positive statements around, I will be doing this for you. We can definitely help you. I can confirm that the meter reading that you've put in online, we have got that on your next bill for you now. Absolutely, Chris, I, I completely understand the point that you're making there. And let, let's work together on this. All these positive statements and the way that we put these words across can then help to change potentially the emotion of the customer that we're speaking to. We talked at the start, didn't we, around that maybe actually we're at the start of the conversation, we'll start, we'll use the pitch and the tone from the customer to understand a little bit about their emotional state right now. We can use positive language to hopefully uplift that sometimes as well, if done in the right way. Absolutely. So pitch, pace, volume, energy, articulation, making them a habit. So we've got this model, but we have this tool. 
Uh, we make the model our own. You know, we still speak in, uh, we're still true to ourselves in the way in which we, which we speak, but we take on those five elements. But we do need to uh, protect our voice. And I know that you've uh, you've been having a look at some of the things out there on the internet, always dangerous to do. Um, but what, what, what have you come across that struck you as useful and perhaps also maybe uh, slightly doubtful or, uh, or amusing? I'll, I'll start with the doubtful or the amusing, if that's cool, because <laughs> there's the irony behind this, looking at some of the advice that it gives around not clearing your throat and trying not to get into that routine. I did that before we started this recording today. Um, I'm currently sat with a cup of coffee in my hand, and caffeine is one of the things that's encouraged not to have um, if you're looking to look after your voice. But then on the flip side, I can massively get behind a lot of the suggestions, because actually... If, there's not a huge amount of specific suggestions around how we look after our voices. It's more about how we look after ourselves, which is a big part of how we want what we're really focused on doing at Ovo anyway. It's how do we look after the people that look after our customers? How do we look after their well-being? If if I'm if I'm struggling, if if I'm not in a good frame of mind, that's going to come across in all of those things that we've just gone through today. If I'm feeling run down because I'm overworking myself or I'm not looking after myself, staying hydrated, eating good foods, all these different things, our health will then impact our voices as well. And all of these things will, will all add up. So all the positive things actually are all very much centered around looking after yourself as an individual, taking care of yourself and taking care of your voice as a result of that. I think it's not anything that's really targeted at, ah, right, today I'm going to drink three liters of water because I need to look after my voice. I need to do that as a broader thing, actually, around staying hydrated, because actually it means that I'll be more focused, I'll feel better, I'll feel healthier. That's what we want people to feel, isn't it? And as a result of that, if that reflects in my voice actually being better, fantastic. Absolutely. We might have to install troughs underneath people's desks, though, with that amount of liquid going going in there. Uh, my particular favourites, uh, Steve, that I picked out were, um, did you see the one about cucumber sandwich? apparently see. if you say cucumber sandwich in uh with different emotions angry sad mm -hmm. uh maybe kind of a mournful poignant cross um it really um opens up uh, the mouth so it's kind of a it's good vocal warm-up so cucumber sandwich was a, a key one and then uh, a good old tongue twister if you want to have a go at this one uh a skunk sat on a stump the skunk fought the stump stunk the stump fought the skunk stunk <laughs> yeah it's gold isn't it i this don't know is... if this is a movie theme that's coming out of today but my head's immediately go into the warm-up exercises of ron burgundy and anchorman now <laughs> <laughs> it's good. this is why this podcast keeps uh not winning awards we always ask our guests to recommend a secret source of insight something that makes you look fantastic a resource that's out there is there something that you turn to that you find particularly useful you'd like to share with everybody listening i am a huge fan of do you follow sketch planations at all no, I don't. Have you ever come across that? this? No. So sketchpalations.com is a website where they, if you subscribe to it, and I think it's free, um, they haven't sent me a bill, um, they send you an email once a week on a Sunday, but there's like a bank of useful information on their website. But once a week, they'll drop like a, an email over to you that just gives you an overview of something that can change your mindset, all focused around kind of customer experience, all these different types of things. And the, the example that I first stumbled across it for was something that's commonly known in service industries as the curb analogy. So how, how do you drop a curb and what's the importance of dropping a curb to help people cross the roads? And it's it's around kind of customer inclusion, which is obviously very centered to what, what I do on a day-to-day -day basis for Ovo. So that's how I first stumbled across it. And it talks about that you might say that maybe we'll drop a curb to make it easier for people in wheelchairs to cross the road. But it just it doesn't just help them, though, does it? 
actually maybe if um, you've got um, I don't know a new new mum or dad pushing a baby across the road, it helps them too. There's all sorts of different things. It's around inclusive design. So that example I love, but just generally that there's always something that kind of sketchplanation seems to drop in once a week that makes me go, ah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, that's useful. So well worth a look. Sketchplanation's a tongue twister in its own right. <laughs> Steve, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for coming on. And uh, love as always to uh, Mr. Nibbles. Uh, I hope he's well. Thank you. And that was the awesome Steve Donovan from Ovo Energy talking to us about the power of our voice. Remember now, cucumber sandwiches, cucumber sandwiches, cucumber sandwiches. You can find Steve on LinkedIn, but I can tell you what else you can find there too. A chance to win an exclusive Vulnerability Matters mug, a perfect vessel for that honey and lemon infusion for your voice. And to silence the doubters and conspiracy theorists, someone has actually won a mug. Yes, you, Helen Heaton from Oxbury Bank for asking a question about our very first episode on trans customers. And you can find that question and the answer to it on LinkedIn. So do ask Steve a question or tell us about your favorite vocal exercise or tipple by sending me a message at Chris Fitch on LinkedIn or Twitter, where I'm at Chris underscore Fitch, and I'll put you in the draw. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed yourself, but back to work. I think we should now will surely go. So until next time, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Keep on being pitch perfect and thanks for remembering that vulnerability matters. Vulnerability Matters was produced by Mandy McGreevy and Phil King and brought to you by the Money Advice Trust.